And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. Welcome to The Fine Print. I'm your host, Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is the Robin to my Batman, my awesome sidekick, Ben Needenthal. If, I, if anybody is anybody in that relationship, <laughs> I am Batman. That is, I will not accept fucking Robin. I knew you'd not like that one. <laughs> hey, what's up? Not much. How are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in. Hanging in. Are you ready to talk about some landlord-tenant law? Oh, God. God, yes. I can't wait. wait, wait. Landlord-tenant law. What what specific aspects of? Well, if you're going to rent an apartment, well, what do you need to be aware of? What does your landlord need to do? What location, should you do? Location, location, location. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think uh, choosing the place is the biggest task you have as Absolutely. a Absolutely, yeah. The legal stuff, it'll come naturally. <laughs> or so you think. Right. Right. But yeah, so you're absolutely right. Choosing a location, choosing the apartment complex, or if you're choosing an individual landlord, that matters. So if you're choosing to rent, check reviews very carefully. And the nice thing with like today's day and age with technology, Yelp and all this stuff, you can find loads of reviews out there. Now, granted, a lot of them tend to be written by angry people. Um, so you have to kind of be careful if it starts off, it's like, this is the worst blah, blah, blah ever. Then it's probably <laughs> one you want to discount right off the bat. But yeah, no, it's, it's nice because ratings are everywhere. Absolutely. And at least in Columbus, Ohio, uh, you have a number of property management companies. Many are good. There's a couple that. Name names. Of- Come on, dish. <laughs> Who is it? Who's the shitheads? All right. So, um, the one that I get the most complaints about. Don't actually name them seriously. I don't want to get sued. You know that. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot out there. So, um, just be careful. Uh, especially if you are one that you know you have a certain standard of care you expect your landlord to take. So, choose carefully. Right. Look at those reviews. Right. It's not um, Manhattan. Well, unless you live in Manhattan, then that's a completely different animal. Totally different. Yeah. Ohio, much less options. Yeah. So, um, just be careful and make sure to look at the reviews, look at who the property management company is. Just because it says Woodside Green Apartments does not mean that Woodside Green manages it. It's normally managed by, you know... Some of the big names in Columbus are Ardent, Real Property Management, um, Triangle, those kind of things. Um, Companies are the ones that manage the properties. So find out who the actual property manager is because that will tell you a little bit more. Those are likely the ones you're going to find reviews of too, I would imagine. Like the individuals is going to be trickier. but Absolutely. If you're renting a house from Bob Smith who owns six rentals you're probably not going to find a bunch of reviews but if you're going to an actual apartment complex or renting a condo uh, you can find the big property management companies who are running those um, or determine if they are uh, privately run which is fine too it's just that way you know what you're dealing with when you go into the property yeah okay all right so next thing you do is you're looking at your lease um 
And you would think that a lot of people would have good leases. But what I want to point out is especially with leases, you want something in writing. I know you're renting from your aunt, your neighbor, your whoever, if it's a private renter or a private landlord. Um, you still want a lease. You don't want a handshake deal for right. a couple reasons. What happens if that person's out camping and gets eaten by a bear? Happens all the time. Right. The, all the time. <laughs> it's a bears. big risk. Those bears. I want to take um, a moment to talk about our, our new uh, sponsor for the podcast, <laughs> the Anti-Bear League. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's stupid. That is. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. But the big thing is, if you're renting from a private landlord, what happens if that landlord passes away? Well, if you don't have a lease, you are now, you're in a month-to-month lease, which means even though the landlord said you could be there for a year, you're officially in a month-to-month lease. So that means, you know, their grandchild, who is now the executor of the estate, could ask you to leave at an inopportune time because they don't have the relationship with you that you had with that landlord. So having a written lease is important. Same thing with a bigger company, you need a lease. Um, And the big thing is you want to have certain uh, elements absolutely spelled out in every lease. So that's the landlord's name and address. You would think that would be common sense, but it is often left off of leases, especially when you're dealing with a private landlord. So Hmm. landlord's name, address phone number, email, all of that contact information. That's often left off? That is often left off. So For what reason? Is there some benefit to that? or Not at all. It's just you don't think about it. Huh. So, Or a private landlord, or even honestly some of the bigger ones who have a management office, they don't think to have all of that information. Yeah. So it's not often in, it's often left out of the lease. Huh. So wow. it's silly. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. So you want to make sure that's in there. Same thing. You want to make sure as the tenant, all of your information is in there. Because what happens if the city says we have to shut down water to the building for a day? That landlord needs to get a hold of you so you are prepared for it. Right. Um, so you want to make sure all of that information is in the lease. And if it changes... You update it and mm. notify each other. Second, you want to very clearly spell out how much the rent is, where it is to be paid, when it is to be paid, and the forms of payment acceptable. Some places will take credit cards. Most won't. Some require a certified check because of your history. Some don't. Some require money orders. Some take cash. Some do not. Okay. So, to list what forms of payment, very important. Some Uh, take cash? A lot of landlords take cash. Really? And if you're going to pay cash, that's fine. Yeah. But get a receipt. Yeah. And keep your receipt. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next up is uh, how to avoid a late fee or when is the late fee applied. Okay. Most landlords have some level of a grace period. Um, before they charge a late fee. It's normally just a couple days, but, you know, especially first of the month falls on a Sunday. 
you might be out of town that Sunday. They normally allow some leeway. Right. Um, but it's important to know what that grace period is, if there is a grace period, and how much, if anything, the late fee is. Um, next up, you need to make sure you know who's paying the utilities. Some landlords charge a flat rent, and it includes all utilities. Others, you're responsible for all utilities as the tenant. Right. And there's a mix in between. So sometimes, for instance, trash is included in your yeah. lease. To payment. me, that's always been like kind of the first thing you ask is what utilities are included. I mean, that's oftentimes listed in the actual advertisements for the space if you actually, if that's where you look for them. Right. Yeah. But again, if, if you're dealing with a private landlord, it may not be. Right. Right. So if you're renting a house, yeah. it may not be spelled out. Yeah. Um, same thing. Another common one is water and sewer. Mm-hmm. Often, uh, because water and sewer, at least in central Ohio, is often billed every three months. Right. So many landlords will just keep the water and sewer in their name because it's easier. Because once a tenant leaves, it's then one of the... Yeah, change it over to a new person and all the other stuff. And, and there's yeah. really not a final reading the same way there is for like gas company or electric company and it becomes very different and the water and sewer are normally a governmental function in some way which means unpaid water and sewer bills can become a lien on the property and Mm. go against the landlord anyways gotcha so often the landlord wants to make sure that the water and sewer bill are paid right But that's an important one to understand who's paying for that. Yeah. Lastly, it's who will take care of what? Who's going to mow the grass? Who's going to remove the snow? Who takes care of the exterior of the premises? Yeah. Um, What's your responsibility on the interior? Who's going to fix things? All of that kind of information. Because there are private landlords who may not fix every little thing. Right. Um. Or because you happen to be in construction as the tenant, landlord will give you some license to fix things. Others will not. So it's important to spell that out and to know what everybody's responsibilities are in the lease. Right. Once you sign the lease, um, most landlords require a security deposit. Sometimes it's first and last month's rent. Sometimes there's a pet deposit. In Ohio... A landlord can choose any amount to charge as a Which security is, deposit. <clears throat> for the pet thing, I want to bitch about that for a second because that's complete crap. Uh, okay, so my wife and I have cats, and cats have a really bad stigma because if, if a cat pees on the carpet, it smells really bad. But most places will rip the carpet out anyway. Um, and they don't charge anything like that for if somebody has children and children can be far more destructive to a house. (laughs) And I know that because I have a child now than cats can. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a pet peeve of mine with, with renters. We, we, our last place had some ridiculous, I think it was like $80 per pet per month thing. And it Mm -hmm. was, yeah. And concrete slab and it's like, come on, if something goes wrong, just rip the carpet out and replace it. It's not that big a deal. So yeah, that's my soapbox. I apologize. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but that is the landlord's prerogative. Yeah. So if you have pets, definitely yeah. something to be checking with before you sign that lease. Yep. 
Because once yep. you sign the lease, that is a legal binding contract and yep. you are on the hook. Yep. Um, other thing, the one other thing I think is important to look at is your right to sublease. So you sign a lease for a year with an apartment complex mm-hmm. and then your job says, hey, we're going to transfer you to California. Right. Well, what do you do? Yeah. Can you get out of the lease? Um, can you sublet? Or are you on the hook for that entire rental period? You yeah. now have 12 months worth of rent right. that you are on the hook for and you're not going to be in the building. So it's important to understand and negotiate for the right to sublease. Mm-hmm. And you normally add something along the lines of with landlord's consent, which will not be unreasonably withheld. So if you find a, another person who has similar credit to you, yeah, then yeah. the landlord should not be able to deny it. But it's left out of a lot of leases, and they can just because. Okay, so what happens if if I'm I, I rent an apartment on my own, and then I have a buddy who says, "Hey, would you mind if I did the roommate thing with you for a little while?" Is that considered a, a sublet at that point? It depends on the contract. Not usually. Okay. Um, a sublet is normally when you are no longer going to live there, but someone else is going to lease it instead. Okay. Okay. So they either pay you the rent and then you pay the rent to the landlord or they pay the rent directly to the landlord. Yeah. Um, A roommate agreement, you normally just have to tell the landlord you're going to have a roommate and add them as an authorized person in the property. Okay. Okay. Um, Which is important to do because what if you're on vacation in the middle of the Caribbean and your roommate has the sink back up yeah. or something. Right. Um, you want to have them have the right to call the landlord to have something fixed if yeah. it breaks while you're gone. Yeah. Um, so you can normally just add a roommate. Okay. That being said, there's often limitations on how many people can live in a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> it's normally two, maybe three. Not I don't a family know. In of college, ten. we were able to get a lot of people into small rooms, you know? Yeah, very know. true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of the contracting things. Okay. Now, what's important to understand is a lease is a binding contract and it will be enforceable. Yeah. Uh, you don't get to just get out of a lease simply. Okay. Um or if you have loud neighbors and the landlord doesn't do anything for it, likely not going to be able to get out of the lease. Right, um, right. So again, choose wisely, contract well. Yeah. Very important. Um, next thing is what you should do before you move in and officially accept the premises. Okay. Um, so the premises being that a house, an apartment, whatever. Um Especially with larger management companies or, and I hate to say this, but um, what we often term as slumlords, um, those landlords who own a bunch of unkept properties, often around colleges, um, on college campuses or the near Ohio them. Ohio State University. Uh, not to name names, but... No, 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 specifically the Ohio State University. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, with all of that, be wise. Yeah. Even if you are 19, you know 
let's not trust the landlord because I've just given him a security deposit. So, before you move one thing into that apartment, you go through with the landlord, do the walkthrough, do the pre-move-in checklist, and you be like the CSI <laughs> investigators and you look at everything. Take pictures of everything. And you exactly Shoot take pictures. Video. Yeah, whatever. Video, yeah. Save it all. Make sure you have a copy of every document you have signed. Make sure you have pictures. Make sure you have that checklist. And you keep that in a super, super safe file. Um, because there are certain aspects of an apartment that landlords are notorious for charging obscene amounts. Um, for instance, damage to blinds. Really? Oh, yes. Huh. Um, especially if you have an animal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even if the blinds were damaged when you got there, yeah, it becomes your fault Yep. if it is not noted on that pre-move-in checklist. Yeah. Or um, on the blinds, the strings and the little poles to pull the blinds up, Yeah. they always look at those for yeah. um, where a cat or dog chewed on them. Gotcha. Very common one. Uh, the drip pans under your stove. Oh, yeah. Um, very big. Often, uh, apartment complexes will give you a broil, broiling pan. Yeah. And they leave it in the oven. Yeah. If you accidentally take that with you because someone's packing up your kitchen and it looks like it's a pan, yeah. they will charge $50 or more against your For security deposit. Uh, yeah. So. That's dirty. Well, I mean, they have to replace That's business, it. business, yeah. So, I get it. They have to replace it, but you want to make sure of that. Yeah. So, if you have this checklist, then when you go to move out, you can say, ah, here's what stays, here's what goes. Yeah. Sometimes apartment complexes will have curtain rods. Sometimes they don't, and you bring your own. Yeah. So, to take pictures and to note that those kind of things is important, and it will save you money, and it will prevent the fight later when... The landlord comes back, and it happens a lot to college kids. Oh, yeah. Landlord comes back and say, well, you trashed the apartment well beyond what's called normal wear and tear. And they try to charge the kids a thousand extra dollars. Yeah. And there are tons of these lawsuits in municipal courts all across the state. I'm sure all across the country. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because that's part of getting, that's part of the business plan. Yeah. And it's part of getting money. Yeah. And while I'm sure there are many apartments that are left trashed, yeah. there are also many that... That are just in, you know, not... They're in lived-in condition. Right. Yeah. Normal yeah. wear and tear. Yeah. Something a coat of paint and a new piece of carpet could fix. Right. Yeah. So, that's good pre-move-in advice. Do not just accept the keys to the apartment and say, we're done. I'm thinking of like every apartment I've ever lived in right now going, I, ooh, I, I'm not going to name names, but I, I know several landlords that I could, mm, yes. Anyway. Right. Um, you also, as just a complete, because I'm naturally a worrier and I want to make sure you're what? T- taken care of. Since when? I know it's shocking. Don't be alone when you do the walkthrough. Have a second set of eyes. Mm. Um, and especially if you are a college kid, have a parent. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't matter. 
Yeah, parent or one of your roommates. Just, yeah. Right. I mean, but the thing is, if you have someone that is 20 years your senior mm-hmm. as a witness, yeah. they tend to come across as more reliable. Ah, okay. And then you have two people who can argue with the landlord. At the end, you and your witness who was there and did the walkthrough with you, who is not your peer, but someone more experienced. Okay. And landlords just seem to take that more seriously. Not always. Yeah. But the more, just keep in mind, you're kind of planning for the divorce. Yeah. (laughs) You are making sure you have everything in order so when you leave, it goes smoothly. Right. And that's your best bet to make sure that you're not unjustly charged. Sure. Or at least feeling like you are unjustly charged. Right. Because you have everything in order to argue your case at the end. Yeah. So then um, you've now inspected the property, you've signed your lease, paid all of your payments that you need to make, and now it's move-in day. So Mm. you move in. And you're living happily in your apartment or house that you are renting. Question is then, what is, what are the landlord's obligations and what are your obligations as the tenant? Okay, so first things first. The landlord has given you what's called quiet enjoyment of the property. <laughs> that means you get to use the property yeah. as your own, as right. an apartment. Right. You're going to live there. Right. But that landlord has also given quiet enjoyment to all of your neighbors. So especially in like the apartment complex sort of um, setup, they've given quiet enjoyment to the person above you, the person below you, and people to both sides. Right. That's a lot of people in a small space. It is. You're going to hear each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Apartments are not built with concrete walls that uh not the cheap ones <laughs> no even even the expensive ones yeah. as a general rule yeah. um they are not yeah they're not soundproofed i mean it's it's a fact of life right yeah. so the landlord does not have to guarantee you you're never going to hear your neighbors sure what a landlord has to do is a landlord has to make all repairs to make the property Habitable. Hmm. Habitable just means livable. Yeah. It is a very low standard. <laughs> that means you have a to A dumpster's ha- livable, isn't it? I mean... Uh, it's not quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been in some apartments that were kind of like a dumpster. <laughs> at, um, at first I thought you were going to say I've been in some dumpsters that were really <laughs> nice. <laughs> no dumpster diving here. But, um, you know, they have to make sure you have running water. Hmm. A toilet that works. A stove. It seems basic, but I mean. It does. Um, but you know, so basics, water, power, a stove that works, a refrigerator that works, toilet that works. Hmm. Heat in the winter, they do not have to make sure the air conditioning works. Wow. Huh. They should. Yeah. I mean. But that's not uninhabitable. Sure. Sure. Um, they do have to keep everything in good working order. So that's your electrical, plumbing, heating, and ventilation systems. Again, if the apartment says it comes with air conditioning, obviously the air conditioning should work. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it doesn't, Mm. there's not an immediate need to fix. 
Right. There is an immediate need for electrical, plumbing, and heat. Yeah. Um, the other thing is there needs to be enough supply of hot water. Okay. Hot water is actually considered one of those things that works. So they can't supply water and... It makes sense. Not hot water. Yeah. Because you can't really... You could shower in cold water, but... <laughs> we all have at one point. And it's just no fun. <laughs> nope. So you don't want to start your morning in mid-January with an ice cold shower. Like, just not Wake the way you up. That <laughs> That's would. for sure. Um, the other thing is they have to keep hallways and common areas safe and clean. Um, that's the big one that often gets complained about. Gotcha. Because people will pile their stuff up out mm. in the hallways. Gotcha. Um, but that's also the basis. A lot of people, uh, tenants will complain, well, I'm not allowed to put anything outside my door. Like yeah. a, you know, little Christmas tree decoration. Sure. Well, that's because they are required to keep hallways safe and clear and clean um, and well lit. Okay. So that's part of the safety. Seems reasonable. Right. Um, And again, that's normally more of the case in an apartment complex versus if you rent a house. Yeah. Often when you rent a house, you're getting the whole house and it's yours to take care of. Yeah. Um, so we're mainly talking about keeping hallways safe and clean. That is the common hallways between apartment complex doors. Yeah. Um, also the general common areas, the parking area, around the dumpster, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, landlords, again, we're focusing more on apartment complex types. They're required to supply a dumpster or trash can. Um, if you're renting a house... Probably a, a trash can, right. but they're not going to supply a dumpster. And it might be your responsibility to pay for for the waste pickup. Sure. Um, but they do have to supply the actual trash can. Other thing is any landlords. This is you're renting a house, you're renting a an apartment. It doesn't matter. Um, they have to give a tenant 24 hours notice if they're going to enter the premises. With one exception, if it's an emergency. Now, what is an emergency? I don't mean an emergency like um, you call and the light bulb needs change. That's not an emergency. (laughs) An emergency really is the smell of gas. Carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide, water leaking anywhere. Yeah. Or water leaking from the apartment above you down into your stuff. Sure. We're going to call that an emergency yep. before it <clears throat> destroys your TV. Let's make sure the landlord handles it. Um, I've got a good carbon monoxide story, but please tell. Oh, you sure? Yeah, All I right. want to hear it. Um, many years ago, uh, I was living with um, actually, I was living by myself uh, across the hall were two college friends of mine that had gotten their apartment. Um, they were. Uh, partaking in things that are currently listed as illegal in the United States <laughs> for the most part. Mm. Um, and one day uh, I'm in my, my apartment playing a computer game and uh, I, I hear a voice behind me. I turn around and there's a, a firefighter in full, full everything standing there. And I'm, I, uh, first I almost poop my pants. <laughs> then I stand up and I say, is there a problem? And he goes, you got to get the hell out of here. There's a carbon monoxide leak. And I'm like, okay. So I, Got the hell out of there. 
Um, well, <laughs> my roommates, uh, the first place you go to if there's a carbon monoxide leak is where the, the heater is. Um, and in that little closet, they had decided that that was a really terrific location to start growing a small plant. Oh, one of those <laughs> well, special plants. We're all sitting outside and I look over at my friend and he's got a look on his face and he looks at me and he goes, I think I'm going to jail today, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. And all of a sudden cop cars start pulling up and everything and, and cops get out of them that are not wearing uniforms. They're wearing like... Plain clothes. Like plain clothes and, and like trench coats and things like that. And, and it was... Yeah, it was bad news. Um, they ended up getting out of it because of a search and seizure thing. But it's yeah, it, that, that's my carbon monoxide story. Because yeah, just I just turned around and there's a firefighter right there. So yeah. Just to note that the in Ohio we tried to pass a legalized marijuana th- thing a while back. It didn't work. So yep, definitely still illegal. Uh, definitely here. still legal at the moment. Yes, yes, it's uh yeah. Well, see, that that would count as an emergency. Um, (laughs) It also would count, so we'll get back to how else the landlord can walk into your place, but um, a landlord is actually required to evict tenants when the landlord knows there is illegal drug activity occurring on the premises. Oh, wow. But the landlord has to know that's what it is. Right, yeah. That's pretty hard to know. (laughs) If you split a doobie with your landlord, you're probably screwed at that point. So, although if your landlord's accepting it, he's probably going to be cool with it. So you know, Hmm. or a massive dick. So (laughs) could be. Um, The other thing about a landlord coming into your property, um, besides the 24-hour notice, and again, this is on non-emergency basis, um, the time and manner has to be reasonable yeah it is unreasonable to enter your property um or your premises at 3 a.m yeah considered unreasonable yeah for most people um then again if you consent to it then it's reasonable for you (laughs) at that point you're probably splitting a doobie with your with your landlord right or i mean for you what if you work third shift yeah now that makes sense so if you work third shift and the landlord wants to come in at two in the afternoon and that's your primary sleeping time. Yeah. That is reasonable for the landlord. It would be generally considered reasonable. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest to you you can you can at least ask yeah. for a time earlier. You're still kind of stuck <laughs> with business Could hours. You stop by at like two fifteen AM. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about when I'm getting home and Right. You're, you're yeah. still stuck with business hours sure. usually. So sure. that kind of nine to five. Yeah. Um, but there's often some flex there and a good landlord will work with you because they don't want you missing work because that affects your ability to pay them. Yeah. Um, likewise, they don't want to completely inconvenience you. Right. So um, they can also enter without you present. But if you have animals or anything like that, you may want to be there. Yeah. So they tend to work with you. Um, a lot of landlords will change the air filters in the furnace twice a year. Mm. You know ahead of time. Yeah. And it takes five minutes. Yeah. So you normally don't have to be there. They can just kind of walk in, switch out your furnace filter, walk out. Okay. Uh, and and here, okay, here's another small story. I'll make this one quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like it. This is what I do. Um, so at my the last apartment 
that my wife and I had before we, we bought our house, um, we had two cats that were not on the lease. And Uh-oh. Uh, so <laughs> they would always send around the, the, the biannual message, hey, we're going to come in and change your filters. And so it was always like every time that happened, we always had to take the cats and like put them in boarding for like a day or so and, and hide them and, and make sure that the cat w- the place was cat free. And they never found out. So it was all good. Good. That's my story. I'm sorry. There wasn't much of a point. I realized about it halfway through. So, so he's committing a bit of a fraud. Fascinating. <sighs> well, this is this is part. This is an outlet for you to help people and make law more accessible. And this is an outlet for me to make a complete jackass out of myself. So, you know, and I will never miss a window for that. That's, that's what I do. So, yeah. Very good. Um, the last thing, and this is really about what a landlord can and kind of cannot do so they can't just raise your rent if you have a written lease Mm. that says they cannot raise your rent right your lease may say in it that they can raise your rent Mm -hmm. by so much especially for longer leases um every once in a while you see a three-year lease where the rent goes up x percent right every year that's fine that's all okay if you don't have a written lease though your landlord can raise your rent at any point to any amount with 30 days notice. <laughs> In other words, get out. <laughs> right. Um, and that's typically the nice way to do it is we're raising your rent. To $3 billion per month. So, right. You know. so it's the nice way to get you out of the apartment. <laughs> um, so that's the big deal. Um and so you should know that that's more reason to have an actual yeah. written lease. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, there are some things, other things that a landlord cannot do. Um, landlord is not permitted to shut off utilities, change the locks, or threaten any of those type of acts to get you to move out. Hmm. Period. They may evict you if you're not paying, but they cannot actually turn off the locks or or turn yeah. off the locks. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn those locks off. Yeah, turn them off. Turn off the utilities. <laughs> You've got or access to that lock locks. switch in the main office. Yep. <laughs> so instead, they have to do what's called a forcible entry and detainer action. An eviction. Yeah. That's all that is. It's yeah. the fancy way of saying we are going to force you out. Now, eviction isn't as simple as like, here's your eviction notice. You got like three days to get out. It's not it usually stretches out for quite a while doesn't it right so um the landlord has to give you a three-day notice and they can tape it to your door uh if you are not out within three days they can then file a lawsuit against you and the lawsuit has two claims there's the forcible entry action which is saying the landlord gets to take back the premises so remove your control of the premises And then the second claim is normally for damages. It's normally Mm. uh, past due rent, lost rent, unpaid utility bills, um, and damage to the property. Okay. The big one that landlords want is they want you out of the property. So, three-day notice, you're still there. They file the lawsuit. They have to serve you at the lawsuit. There's normally a hearing very quickly. Um, It's normally a week or two after you have been served. Hmm. In Franklin County, Ohio, anyways, you get one continuance, and Hmm. it's only a week. So you can show up at hearing and say, I want an attorney. And they say, fine, bring one next week, same time, same place. Yeah. Um, And then if you don't show up with an attorney, 
one, the judge is not going to be happy with you, but <laughs> two, um, then you have to make your argument as to why you should not be evicted. Well, if you haven't paid your rent. <laughs> yeah. You have not a much very an, weak case. Right. There's not much <laughs> argument to be made. You're uh, a bad investment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there will be then a judgment against you for eviction, and you will have X number of days to get out. And if you are not out, then there can be a, what's called a set-out order, where the sheriff will come in and literally take all your stuff, set it out on the curb. Wow. Whether it is raining, snowing, your children are crying and holding their little teddy bears in the snow, it <laughs> they will set you out. Yikes. It is a crappy job. Sheriffs don't like to do it. Yeah. Landlords don't like to do it. Yeah. But they will. If you haven't paid your rent, they have yeah. the eviction notice, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't, don't make a big show out of it. Don't make people do things that are unpleasant. Right. Yeah. It's no fun. Yeah. It's no fun for anyone to be no. in that position. No, but, I mean, save some dignity at least, you know? Right. Yeah. So you don't want the set-out order. Right. You really don't want the eviction order at all. Right. Because it will show up on your credit yeah. for a long time, <laughs> which means every time you apply for an apartment, yeah. you're going to be denied. Yeah. Or you will have to pay a super extra huge security deposit yeah. because you are now seen as a security risk. Makes perfect sense, actually. It does. Yeah. Um, so therefore, play nice with your landlord. Yeah. That's not one of those laws that's like, hey, we're just trying to screw with everybody's good time. This is like, this is how people make money, you know? So, yeah. It is. Yeah. So... And if you haven't been paying, yeah. So, if, you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're not paying your fucking rent, get right. out. <laughs> In fact, that leads us to what a tenant must do. Number one, <laughs> pay your rent on time. There are yep. no exceptions. Nope. I am sorry if you have lost your job, you've been in the hospital. Every sad story, and yeah. it, it does. It sucks. I get it. Yeah. When you are having those times and the world is just fallen in on you yep it sucks but it is not the landlord's responsibility to give you charity right. at that time right and in fact you don't know but the landlord could be going through the exact same things and is counting on that rent to feed sure. his family yeah so you really don't know and so that is your first and primary obligation yeah Outside of that, as a tenant, you also have to keep your apartment or house safe and sanitary, i.e. don't let your pets pee and poop all over the place. Right. Um, clean up after yourself. Don't leave food everywhere for months so it becomes a rat and pest infected place. Ugh. Right. Gross. Don't do that. We've all been in those houses. Yes. You need to dispose of your trash and garbage properly. Do not let it pile up in your apartment, in the hall, or in the common areas. Put it in the trash can. Put it in the dumpster. That is your job. Um, you are required to keep all the appliances that the landlord provides in good working order. So, they provide a refrigerator. Don't break it. Yeah. <laughs> if it breaks, call them. They will fix it. Yeah, I mean... Um. Same thing. If you, the sink backs up, call them. Yeah. The landlord will fix it. Yeah. If the pipe breaks or if there is a leak, 
call them. They will fix it. If you know of something that could damage the property and you don't call them, for instance, under the kitchen sink is leaking. Yeah. And you don't tell the landlord, that damage is now your fault because you knew and you didn't tell them. Yeah. Especially when there's water. Water causes a lot of damage. Yeah. So that is your responsibility. Same thing that that goes to keeping the electrical and plumbing fixes clean. Um, Do not damage the home or permit your guests or visitors to do so. Okay. Damage. Let's talk about damage for a minute. There is general wear and tear that happens. You know, that path of walking on the carpet because you walk the same path every day between the kitchen and the door. Um, stains from hard water, those kind of things. That just happens. Yeah. No problem. Um, a pinhole in a wall because you hung a picture. Happens. We're talking about that party you threw and your drunk idiot friend punched a hole in the wall. That's damage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, when you said damage, I think every male listener went, no, no, I know what damage is. (laughs) (laughs) I was in college. I know exactly what this is. You're moving and you swing the table and it pokes a hole in the wall. Yeah. Um, You break the counter. Yeah. You are walking through the kitchen and your kid has had left a cupboard door open and a roller skate and you slip, fall, and take out the cupboard door. (laughs) These things happen, um, but it is damage, and you do need to fix it or have the landlord fix it, and it will be charged to you. Yeah. But that's outside of normal wear and tear. Sure. Um, the big the other thing is do not disturb the other tenants. Obviously, you can work out in your house. You can have people over. You can talk on the phone, watch TV, whatever. If you are having raging parties on a <laughs> Tuesday night that go until four in the morning, yeah, and the cops are called for noise disturbance, problem. Yeah, that is disturbing the peace and enjoyment of other tenants. Yep. Be respectful. Yeah. Don't be a dick. <laughs> right. I think that's kind of the gist of most of this. Uh, same thing. Landlords, tenants, everybody, just be Don't nice. Be dicks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, accept that the landlord will enter your property with 24 hours notice mm-hmm. and be reasonable reasonable with them about it. Yeah. If they're reasonable with you, be reasonable with them. 24 hours notice is plenty of time to clean up, to pick up some stuff, to run the vacuum, make it look like it's, you know, you're not living in squalor and hide your pot, you know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's it's reasonable. Absolutely. Now, the other question I get a lot is, what do I do if my landlord is not reasonable? So, we haven't had hot water in the building in three days. And we've told them, and they're not coming in. Yeah. Um, or, I can't use the stove. Stove has been broken for however long. Um, any list of major defects with the property, and the yeah. landlord's not fixing it uh what you do is you don't just withhold rent (laughs) you go down to the clerk of court you say this is my landlord my landlord is not fixing this list of things and you pay your rent to the clerk of court who holds it in an escrow account 
until the landlord nice. fixes it. I didn't even know that. That's that's interesting. I didn't know you could do that. This is a very important thing because what a lot of tenants do is just they don't pay. Probably, right. right? I mean they take on this self help method. So yeah. they either just don't pay or they pay someone to fix it and then withdraw the rent or withdraw the amount from the rent. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that either. Um, unless you get a written agreement or, e- and when I say agreement, it could be an email. Yeah. From your landlord that says, yes, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Because um, some landlords will accept, sure, have the plumber out, deduct it from your rent. Yeah. Send me a copy of the bill. Yeah. And we're cool. Yeah. Um, but these are, you know, I'm going to call them the slumlords, you know, the ones we don't like to talk about and <laughs> they want to do as little as possible. Yep. Um, and it's becoming to the point where your place is not habitable despite your best efforts. Right. That's when we go to the clerk of courts. Um, landlord tenant law is very consumer friendly, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it is very spelled out. Okay. So whereas if it was business to business, lots more leeway. When it's consumer, everything is spelled out very clearly of what the landlord's obligations are, what the tenant's obligations are, and here are the means to resolve any disputes. So don't choose self-help. Right. And there are lots of legal services that are available online, down at the clerk's office, all sorts of things that you can find to get help for this and yeah. to get help for free, especially if you are in the low income housing sector and that's just happens to be where you find the slum lords. We hate to say it, that's where they are though. So if you have one <laughs> not a lot of slum lords in the high end no, realm. No. High end realm they <laughs> tend to not last very long. <laughs> the gated communities don't have <laughs> no. slum lords. No. No. But unfortunately People will prey on those that have fewer means to fight them. Right. But that's why we have legal aid. We have help at all sorts of sources. That's why we have Attorney Jen route. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we help. Yeah. So the, those are your big things for landlord-tenant law. Um, lastly, when you move out... <laughs> Oh, it's the end of the lease. Maybe you're buying a house. It's all exciting, happy moving day. Clean your place. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Take pictures. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, and then take those pictures and put them like on your computer in the same folder as the previous pictures. Exactly. One labeled before, one labeled after. That way you've got everything very clear. Exactly. Again, have a witness go with you. And do the walkthrough with the landlord. That is the one of the biggest mistakes is tenant leaves, turns in the keys, and doesn't stay to do the walkthrough with the landlord. Well, then the landlord can make up whatever they want because there's no witnesses there for the review of the property. Yeah. And I would tell you, have with you your move-in checklist and at least access to your pictures. You don't necessarily need to go print them. Right. Um, but, you know, explain that you have pictures um, and go through it with them. So if they want to argue about something, you are there to defend it right then. Mm-hmm. So that way you get your security deposit back. Yep. yep. Everybody sense. wins 
and you're not leaving anything to chance. Yeah. So wrap that up. I know it's hard. It's one more thing to do as you're trying to move, but yeah. Yeah. it'll save you money in the long end. And I mean, when the, when the when the landlord says, "I don't know, this door wasn't here before," and you say, "No, no, no, look, here's a photograph." Right. You know. Or the ends of the pull strings on the blinds are all chewed up. No, yep. no, no. They, they were, were like, like that, that when I moved in. Right. Right. Yeah. Then you get, then when you actually use that excuse and you have a photograph, you know, that's that backs you up. Absolutely. So that's your advice, just general advice on how to rent an apartment. Awesome. All right. Well, I mean, hopefully that that resonates with some college kids. I know I screwed up a lot with that stuff. So, you know, I've had my share of crappy apartments and crappy landlords and I've been a crappy tenant numerous times as well. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to Ben's lawyer joke of the week. But first, we have some housekeeping to take care of. Um, If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's kind of our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for future episodes, ask questions. We'll try to address them on the show. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. Uh, we do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Route every week. And if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Jen is not on Twitter, and she probably won't ever be, so... But if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your busy day, head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. It really helps us out a lot with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of our listeners. It is because of you that our little podcast even exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And if you really like what you hear, remember, sharing is caring. Jen, would you like to hear the lawyer joke of the week? Absolutely. Okay. Why won't sharks attack lawyers? Why? Professional courtesy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. We will see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.